Happy Thanksgiving. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving to you. It is Thanksgiving Monday if you're listening to this the day that it comes out and if not then um, we're glad that you're getting caught up. My name is Julie Adams and we'd like to welcome you to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Wingfleet BIC where we discuss life and our messages and anything that's going on world events through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. And today joining me, I have Pastor Trevor Main. Hello, Pastor Trevor. Hi there, Julie. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to everyone out there who's listening in on our podcast today. We're so glad you've joined us. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So we have been over the last, I think this is the fifth message in this series. Does that sound right? I think that's right. We've been talking about uncertainty and the names of God and how how God identifies himself brings some certainty to our lives in what can be an uncertain world. And um, this past Sunday, we discussed Jehovah Jireh, which means? That's a name for God, which means the Lord will provide. Very good, very good. So that's it's interesting how, um, how God reveals his nature to us in, um, by his different names. I always find that yeah, it is kind of interesting that there are a lot of things we can learn about God by getting to know his name. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it came to me as I was preparing the message that it's in a way it's God presents himself. It gives He gives us some ID. He's not just an anonymous God, but he presents himself with names that reveal things about him. And so that gives us a greater de- degree of confidence as we grow to know who God is, uh, mm-hmm. that we can approach him with confidence. We can trust him uh, because we know him even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So you had talked about the story of Abraham and Isaac. Yeah, it's interesting. As I was preparing that story, which comes from Genesis chapter 22, I jumped in sort of on verse 2 in preparing the message for this past Sunday. But as I got through the message and then went back through it a second time, I realized that I missed something kind of key uh, that I think is very timely that shows up exactly in the very first verse of Genesis chapter 22. Uh, where that passage starts out that says sometime later god tested abraham and i don't know about you julie but whether do you enjoy tests i do not enjoy tests (laughs) i think you're like a lot of people that when we hear the word test we start to get sweaty palms and anxious and uh, we're concerned about the outcome and we uh, feel unprepared Mm -hmm. So we were, my husband and I were married when um, he was in dental school. And so we were married at the time that he took the big test to, you know, to finish and to to graduate. So, and I I still remember those times that he, he stayed up late studying and that was all he did. I would go to work and I would come home and there he would be still studying. And it, uh, yeah, I remember that being a, a stressful couple of weeks preparing, I mean, you know, right before the exam. Yeah. No, it can be stressful Mm -hmm. to prepare for a test. It's stressful to go through a test. Mm -hmm. And when we think in the context of the Christian faith and the interesting idea of God putting us to the test, maybe at first thought, we're not sure how comfortable we are with that, having God administer a Mm -hmm. test to us. But as we look through scripture, I find it interesting that there's a God's testing is actually for our own good that God has tests that he orchestrates and brings into our lives 
to bring out the good in us. Mm-hmm. And one author that I read, I thought it made it, he made an interesting contrast between tests and temptations, how a test is there to, to help bring out the best in us, to help us to grow, to help us to mature, versus a temptation, which is more something that is there to drag us down, uh, mm-hmm. to, pull, uh, to make us fall, to make us stumble. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good comparison. Yeah, often the two um, often the two can be confusing to people. I think mm-hmm. that you know. Yeah, but I think in Scripture we see that God can't uh, be tempted, and He doesn't tempt anyone. So I think we think the difference between testing and temptations allows us to see how God works in that realm of stretching us. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bible passage in the New Testament referring to trials and tests, uh, talking about how these have come to prove the genuineness of our faith so that it will result in praise and thanksgiving to God. Mm-hmm. And so God is working behind the scenes. He's working in the difficulties that come our way, in the trials, in the testing, uh, to prove the genuineness of our faith, I think, to, to move us forward toward maturity Uh, Because that same passage says that our faith is something more precious than gold. Mm -hmm. And God really wants to develop that in us because he knows it bears good fruit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even now as I've been reflecting on Abraham's test, how God uh, at at a particular point in time decided to put Abraham to the test. I can't help wonder, Julie, in this whole time of COVID, and there's a lot of discussion about what is happening in the world around us. Uh, why is God allowing this to happen? And I've been wondering that, you know, maybe God is allowing COVID to happen and uh, as a test, a uh, test for mm-hmm. us as believers. And even here in our local context, in our local church, where we've experienced a significant amount of, of stretching and concern and um, just dealing with issues that have come up as a result of changes from COVID to seeing how this could be used by God as a test for our faith mm-hmm. and that God could use that as we look to him as Jehovah Jireh, who is our provider, uh, that he would move us all forward toward maturity, proving the genuineness of our faith and receiving the praise and thanksgiving as mm-hmm. a result. That's right. Yeah, that's great. Do you think Abraham passed the test, Julie? I think he did. I think he did. I, um, I, you know, whenever I hear that story, that one just, that one always makes me uncomfortable. The thought of a child, you know, you being asked to give up your child by yeah. your own hand, yeah. that, that one always, uh, <laughs> as a parent, we can't, I cannot get my head wrapped around that either. And so I say, this is one of the most unusual stories that we find in scripture. God asking someone to do what we would say is the unthinkable mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how Abraham could actually, you know, the, the Lord made this request of him to sacrifice his only son, the son that he had waited a hundred years to have. He was a hundred years old when finally the son that had this child had been promised was given to him that he and Sarah had their first baby. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this may have been eight, 10, 12, 15 years later. And God asked him to sacrifice this beloved son. And I wonder how could he get up, said he got up early the next morning. He didn't kind of put it off as long as he could. He got up early the next morning. He went out, they cut the wood that would be needed uh, for this all. Do you think he was trying to get it over with? I don't know. I kind of wonder when it said he got up early. Yeah. If he says, no, we just can't put this off any longer and we're going to go and, and. uh, Oh boy. I, uh, I like to think 
that I would have faith like Abraham and do, but boy, that would be a a true test. I just imagine (laughs) imagine your child like Isaac asking dad, and dad, you know, I see we have the wood here, dad, and the the fire, we're carrying the the coals, we're going to use to start the fire, but where is the sacrifice? (laughs) And his dad, oh, that's, I think Abraham then was, was uh, expressing his faith in Jehovah Jireh at that point because he mm-hmm. said, no, son, the Lord will provide the sacrifice. And we don't know, and as we read scripture, that whether Abraham thought, well, he might have to sacrifice his son, and he thought maybe somehow miraculously God would bring him back from the dead or that God would have some plan, but he went forward by faith. Mm-hmm. And then in such a dramatic way, God provided a ram uh, when he was right ready to sacrifice Isaac. Mm-hmm. Uh, an angel of the Lord stopped him, and uh, and Abraham, Abraham looked up, and there in the bushes was a ram caught by its horns, and he just said, "Wow, you know, God has provided." Do this you is think Jehovah Isaac Jireh. was scared? Well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm amazed how willingly it seems he went along. Yeah, uh, because the thought could be he could have been 10, 12, 15 years old, and uh, but he went along as well, trusting mm-hmm. in what his father was telling him, maybe trusting the faith of his father, trusting God in a similar fashion. We don't get to see that side of the story particularly. But I think when this was all over, I can't imagine how thankful uh, Abraham was. I'll talk about the child, Isaac. How thankful was Isaac there was a ram in the bushes? Oh, I can imagine very thankful. (laughs) And then when they got back home to mom, to Sarah, we don't see this in the story either. I'm sure she was thrilled uh, to hear this dramatic story of God's provision. And that story got repeated time and time and time again. Oh, I'm sure that would have been told around the dinner table a few times. <laughs> and we still repeat it. And I think we can repeat it with Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving weekend, uh, because Abraham named that place where this took place. He said, this place is called Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And uh, that name has been repeated for mm-hmm. hundreds of years. And, and it's a good reminder for us today that the Lord will provide. And as a result... I think we too can be moved to give thanks mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. That's great. You know, it never, um, I mean, it's occurring to me differently this year, I guess, how, what a compound word thanks and giving is. And you pointed that out so nicely. Um, you know, it just sort of seems like a season or a celebration, not really a two words put together. It feels different this year, maybe. Yeah. And, and maybe I would stretch the, the meaning of the words Thanksgiving, but they're both there. Mm-hmm. And when we look at Thanksgiving, and, and just it seemed, and I think it is appropriate as we reflect on Jehovah Jireh, our provider, when we see that someone, in this case, God has provided for us in so many ways, uh, I think it's, we just naturally, and scripture would call us to do this, but to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And so giving, or Thanks would certainly be a great response as we recognize God as Jehovah Jireh. And then the other half of that equation, the giving side of it, when we realize that God has supplied for all of our needs according to his riches and glory, and we have these wonderful blessings, some of them are tangible, some of them are intangible. Mm -hmm. But then if God has given us all of these wonderful things to be generous with them, that he hasn't given them to us just to care for our own needs, but also to be a blessing for others. And so mm-hmm. I've seen thanks and giving, um, gratitude and generosity as two great ways to respond uh, to recognizing God as Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we were able to do that um, last weekend as well in our community through Serve Weekend. That was, a, that was a really great time that we were able to be generous in our community with 
as God has been generous to us. Yeah, you think of the different components of energy, mm-hmm. like people that have been blessed with energy from God, with life, with time. Uh, they gave their time, their energy to serve others. And then in a financial aspect as well, there were people that did not, uh, couldn't go out and do the different projects, but they gave special offerings. And we just seen generosity in our church family, which is something characteristic of the Wayne Fleet BIC Church mm-hmm. time and time again. I'm amazed just how generous God's people are. And I suspect that it has a lot to do with the fact that the brothers and sisters who form part of our family, they, they've gotten to know Jehovah Jireh. Yes. And as a result, they're thankful and they're generous. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, that's wonderful. Any closing thoughts, Pastor Trevor? Well, I would just, uh, for, for us, I think, Julie, as we head into the rest of this Thanksgiving weekend, I think it can be uh, just a good reminder to turn our attention toward God mm-hmm. uh, and recognize that this word we may, I think some of us know Jehovah Jireh, we've heard it from time to time, and you may be even tempted to sing the song, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. There were a few people on staff that thought we should sing that song on Sunday. And so if you're at home and listening to this or in your car, feel free to break out in song after the podcast is over and sing the song Jehovah Jireh if you know that song. But uh, just encourage people to be to be grateful, to be generous, because Jehovah Jireh is our God and our God will provide. Mm-hmm. That's a great word. Great word to close it off. So thank you for that today. And if you need to get in touch with Pastor Trevor, you would like to chat or continue this conversation, you can reach him at trevor at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. We're always open to new podcast ideas or any kind of feedback that you may have for us. So please keep in touch. And thanks for tuning in today. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.